watching PBS I always watch PBS and you failed to tell me they're actually going to air it but I and if you want to jump in and explain this before I uh, I explain it to our listeners go ahead and give them a little intro I'll jump yeah okay. I'll jump in. so antique roadshow is a great show on PBS people bring antique uh, furniture they bring paintings things that might that they think might be worth the value Sometimes uh, the people will appraise it for, you know, it's not worth anything. Sometimes they'll say, well, this is great, this is a work of art, it's worth $100,000 or $3,000. Or... Mm-hmm. But every area has its own specific expert. You, according to Antique Roadshow, PBS, mm-hmm. you are an expert at appraising. Antique beer steins. Antique beer steins. Yeah. Let's talk about this. Yeah, sure. Um... I've been collecting and studying uh, beer steins probably since uh, I was ten years old. Yeah, when I first really started getting into uh, getting into beer. It's a great um, hobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was when I first started really getting into it. Um, brewing and uh, you know taking trips to sample different beers, sure. you know, in other countries and things yeah. like that. Uh, but anyways, as I was traveling to these other countries, I started collecting steins. Can we list some of these countries? I'm thinking Latvia, Estonia. Yeah, I mean, some of them, they're not even countries anymore. Sure. Um, uh, but, you know, sometimes in those areas. Morocco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did uh, a little bit in South America as well, going sure. around. I mean, not... Uh, Chile? Some, very, some of it wasn't traditional people. beer, but still Mm-mm. sampling some of their alcoholic yeah. uh, beverages that they would make. Well, you're 10, you're researching. Yeah. This is before the internet. <clears throat> you have to realize, this is way before the internet. Yeah. You have to go out on your own, figure Gosh, it out. I caught malaria twice. Yeah. That was rough. That was when you were 11, right? 12. Uh, yeah, because I was still on the trip. During yeah. that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I've just been learning a lot. And so they brought me on, called me in. They heard about my collections and my knowledge. and uh, It's a great collection you've got. Thank I'm you. I'm looking at them. I like the, the this tall blue uh, stein. That's a, a man. Is that, uh, is that a man or woman? Um, prancing? Is it prancing or is, is he dancing? Uh, I would say that's definitely a prance. See? Yeah. That's why. Yeah. That's why they hired you. Yeah, yeah. Prancing. Um... So you'll notice that, that that one actually is a Latvian style. I mean, clearly yeah. the blue... It's pretty uh, obvious. The blue hue. Blue the, is part of their flag, or maybe it's not. The tall and narrow stein, uh, the way that it comes out, like a bas-relief, you know, kind of feel to it. Um, but anyways, <clears throat> and the writing is actually in German, not Latvian, which is very traditional of Latvian beer steins. Sure. So, um, yeah, they brought me in, and uh, there was this one... I mean, most of this stuff is junk. Oh, these, yeah. These people, they think they have fortunes on their hands. Well, what would you say, percentage-wise? 80%? 90%? Oh, like, 1% of the stuff that comes in is exciting. Sure. And that's the stuff that makes it on the show. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so, this one comes in, and this was highlighted on the show they're going to put this on, uh, and I recognized it right away because, uh, like I was saying, of my time in South America, 
Yeah. And uh, in the Amazonian rainforest, back in, gosh, I want to say the 1400s, sure. um, right before uh, Europeans started to, you know, uh, come on over and uh, right. you know, invade, basically. Shania uh, Twain. They had these specialty mugs that they would make where they would hollow out a tree branch um, and they would actually stretch over the bottom of it poison arrow po- uh, frog skin. Most, the most uh, poisonous Yeah, the most amphibian. poisonous. Yeah, you could touch it and die. Um, but they would stretch the skin over the bottom of the stein and it was a rite of passage for you to drink mm-hmm. their fermented beverage. Yeah. Um, fermented out- poison. Poisonous. Uh, well, once it came into contact, yeah, with that frog yeah. skin, um, yeah, 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 it was uh, considered poisonous. And so you, to prove that you were man enough to be a part of this tribe, you had to drink from it. You know what I found interesting about that tribe? Hmm. It died off. Yeah. For the lack of man. Yeah. It's, it was a really tragic story. I yeah. mean, it was kind of a cool mm-hmm. rite of passage, but... Um, I mean, it lasted like what? One weekend. That's why they're so rare. That's why they're so rare. And we, we have very little um, information about it, mostly just oral history passed down. Yeah. Um, but he brought that in. How, what did you appraise that for? Here's the thing. I couldn't. Yeah. It's like trying to appraise... Like the Hope Diamond? The Hope Diamond, the Ark of the Covenant. The Titanic before it sunk. Yeah. Um, it's just one of those things that it's probably the only one in existence. Yeah. Um, so, I told the guy it was worth nothing. Yeah. And he should just leave it. And uh, it's actually up there on my shelf right yeah. now. No, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, no, I really made out good. And they paid me, I think, like $75 an hour. So, yeah. that was really bad. good. That's yeah. a great... It's a great deal. So, I was going to say it's a great scam, but that's no, wonderful. All in all, not a bad day. Well, <clears throat> welcome back. Welcome back. To Dylan and Dutch Mel Detecting. It's been, been a while. A couple, like a month, a month and a half. Yeah. We've been getting a lot of letters, a lot of email. When are you coming back? Are you coming back? We love you. Still getting um, inappropriate letters from our female subscribers. Again, please, we're married. All right. If you feel compelled to send us anything, send. Don't make a donation in our name to like the American Cancer Society or uh, any nonprofit charity. Yeah. Unless we don't want you to. Yeah. A lot of nonprofits, I would say, don't donate to. In fact, just send us money, and we'll make the donation in our name. That's the best bet. Yeah, but cash. You should send cash. Don't send checks. Precious gems. Yeah, that's fine. We'll. You know yeah. what we'll do. Uh, taking a, 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 pay, uh, what, a chapter out of mm-hmm. Dutch's book, we'll appraise it and we'll send you what we think it's worth. But make sure it's worth a lot, because then we'll send you something. Mm-hmm. Hey, anything. Yeah. Who doesn't like getting a letter in the mail? <sighs> a lot to cover. A lot to cover. Where do we even begin? Um, well, let's. How about we just talk about why we had. We went off oh, sure. for a while. It's been a busy summer. It's been a great summer for you. Um, Exciting. 
You're a celebrity. I, uh... <clears throat> Even more so than you were before. Yeah, no, I mean, if, uh, if people stopped me on the street before, they, they stopped me even more now. Uh, I was, I was in a musical over the summer. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I wasn't gonna do it, I wasn't planning on doing it. I kinda then, convinced you, me and this other person, I yeah. forget her name. Yeah. Uh, she worked for, like, a federal something, I think. But, uh, yeah. once I heard what it was... And which character I had a shot at? I, oh my god! I could not not do it. One of my personal heroes. We talk about him all the time. First of all, we talk about him all the time. Anyways, we've never mentioned yeah. him on the podcast. Mm-mm. This is a, this is a person who was really kind of screwed by the history books. Oh yeah. And he's portrayed very negatively. You know, and he's really very heroic in real life. Yeah. I mean, of my top five heroes, you know, including like Yukon. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sir Edmund Hillary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Genghis Khan. Um, Shackleton, right? Um, well, he's number one. Yeah. David Attenborough. I mean, this guy would be... Ethan Tremblay. Yeah. Easily fit in into those five people right there. Yeah. I mean, if he cut them open and scooped out the organs, he could probably easily fit into their skin. But you'd need all five, probably. Probably. I mean, he's a big guy. He's yeah. as big as a barge. Roughly. Yeah. Why don't you explain who it is? Gaston. Gaston. Gaston LaForge. Yeah. Um, the actual Gaston. Yeah, he uh, he's always been a hero of mine. Um, I studied a lot about him. Um, you know, once I learned about his character, uh, found found any bit of history that I could. He's actually a historical character. Historically, he was one of Napoleon's right hand men during mm-hmm. the no- Napoleonic Wars. <clears throat> he actually tried to convince Napoleon not to invade Russia. Yeah. He was one of the only people Napoleon didn't force to wear a uniform. The, exactly. The, the, the musical and the nurse and the, the fairy tale, Beauty and the Beast, it's an allegory against the war against Russia. Really? Really, that's what it is? Yeah. I think the Tsar had it commissioned, but was it the, was it the Hans Christian Andersen that, who wrote the original Beauty and the Beast? You know, I don't remember. Here's an interesting fact about Beauty and the Beast. In the 80s, it was a TV show. It was a... It was. Do you know who wrote for it? No. I'm going to blow your mind. George R.R. R. Martin was one of the writers on Beauty and the Beast. No. Yeah. I remember this. Yes. Yes. No, no I, now I, now it's all coming back to me. I used yeah. to watch that show. You know why he was fired from the show? Uh, he wanted to do too many, like, nudes. He wanted to make too many nudes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. And then he wrote Game of Thrones. Mm. Going back... Let's really camp out on Gaston, the historical character. When I heard that... He's um, a war hero. Yeah. But he was so many other things. Oh, yeah. A lover. Sure. A brawler. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, a drinker. Um, but not to excess. Not at Just all. enough. Just enough. Yeah. Um, a hunter. And not... He was one of the best hunters, and he doesn't even miss a shot. No. And not not a trophy hunter. He was especially good at, at spitting. He was. He won. Um, that part of the musical is very true. Yeah. He was known for that. Um, he could spit. Gosh, how many? Uh, I think thirty-eight it was at least, yards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say twenty meters. Yeah. Um, That's exactly the exact same. But yeah, and uh, into uh, a small target. Sure. But uh, all things he was known for. Definitely, yeah. and uh, a fantastic dresser as well. I mean, the red with the... Was it the... 
overalls or the the yellow trim that's the gold right trim yeah i mean right. always always wearing gloves or gauntlets mm-hmm. and um here's and i'll go even further one of the first feminists one of the first male feminists mm, absolutely so when i heard that there was this opportunity to possibly play gaston in a musical portray gaston i had to it's like dutch that's you I had to. You wouldn't even have to act. I I like to think that I didn't have to. You didn't. Uh, and so I I took it. I, I auditioned and I uh, got it. And um, <clears throat> you know I I really felt like his presence was with me. Everyone could during the performance, and that um, everyone I I overheard people talking afterwards. It was hoopla afterwards. Everyone wanted to get a piece of of Gaston of Dutch and. People that I saw one woman crying. She said, "It's it's as if he was here." I felt like I was really channeling him. Yeah, it was. It's probably the miniature shrine that I set up. Sure, but I read somewhere that the performance is going to be. It was recorded and it's going to be placed in the Smithsonian and the Library of Congress. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's so, it's it just troubles me, and. Even though Gaston is portrayed as a villain, yeah, when he is clearly the hero, let's most break, people don't get that. Yeah, let's break it down. The Beast imprisons Belle's father forever. Why? Because he knocked on the door. Mm-hmm. Then, and that makes no sense to me. Then Belle says, "I'll take his place." So now he imprisoned Belle for the rest of her life, and when Belle. She befriends him, she goes home, he lets her go, and she has the magical mirror. All that, no, no, all that's real. That all actually happened. There was the magical mirror, you could see the beast. Uh, she showed it to Gaston, and Gaston said, no, we need to kill this beast, because he's imprisoning people without due process. Mm-hmm. And he attacked her. He's domestically violent. He's an animal. He's, a, he's, he's out of control. He's got to be put down. He's a wild animal. Right. What do you do with wild animals that are that are uh, infringing on people's rights? You have to put them down. That's all you have to do. You do that with domestic animals. You, of course. You do that with... Uh, where have I heard that before? Putting someone down because they keep doing something? Do we... I don't remember. It's hazy. Hmm. Something happened. So anyways, Gaston's portrayed as the bad guy when really... He saved in in real life. He saved Belle's life, and they got married. Yeah. And uh, they named their son Paris. Mm-hmm. He invented Paris. Yeah. Okay. I mean, little known facts. You really have to dig deep in the history books sure. and into the archives to to find that information. So that's that. That's uh, you were gone for a while. Yeah. Took some time. Yeah. While you were gone, I got contacted by our contact. At the Vatican. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you couldn't do it because you were rehearsing, but I, I went and I gave my, uh, what would be our joint uh, workshop on Halbert sharpening. Fantastic. And attacking. Not defense. We're going to wait for you to come back to, to the Halbert defense. Those of you that don't know, a Halbert is a weapon. It looks like a small axe on a spear. It's... Traditionally used by the Swiss Guard, they are in charge of protecting the Pope, the Holy See, uh, 
the man in charge of the Catholic Church. You want to talk about how we got, how they actually ended up finding us? I'm trying to remember. Remember in New York when you were doing um, speed chess? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Out in the park. Yeah. Uh, Central Park. And you were, like, cleaning up. You're kind of like, well, you ended up playing against one of the cardinals of the Catholic Church. That's right. And remember that guy pulled a knife on him? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, tried to take his wallet. And, and all the other jewelry that he was wearing. Sure. I mean, yeah. He was lo- like Mr. T. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. And you knocked the guy out. And this cardinal said, in Italian, which you speak. Of course, fluently. He said, you know, I, th- I think you could do some good. Mm-hmm. In this life, you crushed the guy's throat. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, he had it coming. He did pull a knife. That's a true. And so he put you in contact with this guy. Um, his name's LaShawn Douglas Jefferson. Yeah. Now, when I met him, when someone when his, his first name is LaShawn, I've already made a value judgment about him. I thought, is he from New Zealand? Is he from the Philippines, Icelandic, what, who, you know, those are the three major countries, I think, if your name's LaShawn, Douglas, Jefferson. Jefferson had three apostrophes. Turns out, he's not any of those. No. So he was in, he was in contact with the Swiss Guard. They brought us in. This was 19, was it? This is 1980, after the last Pope died in his sleep. I think this is before Pope John Paul II. And we noticed that the halberds they were using were traditional, but they never really used them for, as a weapon. They had and like they had these huge like automatic pistols, machine mm-hmm. guns. And they just had the halberd for show. Yeah. You had a different idea of what you they could be doing with it. You want to like talk about Yeah, sure, the modifications? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, traditionally, you know, you have your halberd, and a lot of people, uh, because it is a pull, two-handed pull weapon, yeah. a lot of people think, oh, it needs to be balanced in no. the center. Yeah, um, ridiculous. Which I have always said, no, this is ineffective, and uh, really all you're going to do is get your fingers crushed. So what I always did with my halberds... You've been saying that for years. Oh, yeah. Uh, what I've always done with my halberds is I put extra weight down at the bottom. Yeah. And what that allows you to do is hold the staff closer to the bottom, and it gives you more reach. You know, a faster, more powerful swing. Intimidating. Absolutely. I mean, if a mob of people are coming to attack the Pope, you take four of them out. Not unlike Sauron did at the beginning of Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Mm -hmm. Ring, that people are going to second-guess it. Yeah. Because... we actually gave an example of it in the crowded uh, St. Peter's Square when the Pope was giving a talk. Oh, yeah. Remember, we said, hey, Swiss Guard, check this out. We're going to take out 30 people. No problem. They were taking bets on how many people would die. Mm-hmm. I was thinking only like one or two. 18. Yeah. yeah. But since it's international, the Pope um, <clears throat> absolved us Yeah. Uh, because we were putting, we were, you know, people were there. That was a great day. Yeah. Really good espresso at, oh, I forget the name, uh, right from when we were like all tired after yeah. attacking that innocent crowd. The espresso stand? Yeah. Mateos. Yes! Yes! Mateos, oh my gosh. Yeah. No, that was good. I'm still thinking about that. 
Yeah. He's I, still there. Yeah, I go back there once in a while. Mm-hmm. We'll go back um, there again. Yeah. So, uh... He's a good guy. The Halbert training. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, really, it changed their outlook on the on it. Because, again, like you said, it was pretty much ornamental. Sure. And then they realized, oh, what? We've been looking at this all wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. When you're carrying a weapon, it's not ornamental. Yeah. Everything on me is a weapon. My shirt. My wedding ring. My watch. My jeans. Laces my shoes. My fists. Everything you wear is a weapon. You know what? Not to switch subject. Mm. Subjects at all. Today's the 20th anniversary of Tupac's death. That's right. You remember... I don't know if you remember this. <clears throat> remember in the 80s? When you were living... Were you in New York or New Jersey? I was in New Jersey. New Jersey. And I was in South Central, L.A. Are you talking about the battle rapping? The battle rapping, yeah. yeah. I made a pretty good name for myself, battle rapping, yeah. on the streets. That's how you... You didn't fight. You didn't shoot people. That's that's how you took care of your conflicts, battle mm-hmm. rapping. We kind of started that. We did start it. Yeah. I was West Coast. I I defeated a bunch of guys in a tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Roughly was, the same. East Coast, yeah. And there's a lot of talk, a lot of chatter on the street about who was going to win. Because mm-hmm. you and I had to go up against each other. It was mm-hmm. one of the first times I met you. Yeah. Cross paths. It's like 1984. Let's see 83. 83? Okay, yeah. Okay, let's say 83. Where did we... Where was the actual battle? Because we know we couldn't do it on each other's turfs. Did we end up in North Dakota? It was a Dakota. I forget which one. It may have been South. It was probably South. I think it was South Dakota. That has way more of like a rap, hip-hop scene. We show up in the middle of this field... My posse had, what, 40 people? Yours was a lot bigger. Oh, I had a ton. You had at least 48, 49. And we went into it. We had a DJ, who just with a stereo, and uh, just pumped a beat. boombox. Yeah. yeah. I went for a few minutes. You'd go for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was, can I say we had a tie? It was clearly a draw. We, We hugged. Yeah. Everyone was just like astonished and we united the East and the West Coast rap. You know, there was that brief moment when sure. East and West Coast rap was at peace and united, yeah. yeah. And that was that was a really special moment. It Our, was a great day. For the whole community we oh, represented. Yeah. Because what ended up happening was all of my followers went home with you. Yeah. And all of your followers went home with me. Yeah. And it was like uh you know, an exchange program, basically. Sure. And uh, a lot of their families were confused, but they got over it. A lot of them died pretty quickly. Well, South Central. You don't just walk into another man's house. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't. It sounded like a good idea at the time. What, I mean, it was a brief. It was a brief, it was a brief, brief moment. Brief. Yeah. Last week. We're the, I'm like the king of transitioning. Speaking of battle rapping, okay, last week we drafted our first fantasy football league. Darn right we did. There's a theme to it. The name of the, the, name of the league is called the Night Watchman. 
means a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Your team's name is... Should we even say it? Or is it... Um, I don't think it's PG. The, all, all of the names of the teams are related right. to... All the names are related to... A, a certain TV Thrones. show, yeah. Yeah. We mentioned Game of Thrones twice. They should be paying us. The trophy's amazing. I'll just leave it at that. What, we both won last week. We did. You actually went up against your brother. I did. I went up against... Uh, oh, what's his name? I forget. He's the guy that walks the dogs at night. Oh, Bolton. His, Bolton. That's his name. I keep forgetting. Good week last week. I don't know who I'm... Who are you playing this week? Uh, Chewy. Okay. I'm playing... Uh, who am I playing? John or something? I yep. don't know. But, uh, pretty, pretty good stuff. Pretty exciting stuff. I know a lot about football now. I watched maybe the first football game I've really? ever watched. Yeah. Turns I, out... I've watched more than one football game. Yeah. So. Turns out T-E, that means tight end. Exactly. Yeah. And there's some other weird name for, um, some uh, of those other positions. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just have a lot of tight ends. But point is, we won. So we clearly won. we have some sort of knack sure. for this. Um, as in all things. Yeah. We're rounding third. Mm. You mentioned earlier you had a great idea. You said, Dylan, let's open up one viewer email. I did. Yeah. Let's open up one. Uh, I think you have one queued up. Do you want to just read it or paraphrase it? Uh, yeah. I might have it around here somewhere. Uh, no, it said something like... Uh, you know, dear dear Dylan and Dutch. It's a good way um, to start in your Always, email. always. Um, no mention of Daryl in that one, unfortunately. But God, still Darryl. good. Me too. Um, dear Dylan and Dutch, uh, what did it say? It said something about loved the opening episode for season three. Uh, but you mentioned something about the Strizzo brothers. Um, and then they said, yeah. you know, like the, we've mentioned them before. Sure, yeah, we have. I guess, yeah, and some other episodes. Um, and they wanted to know... What is your favorite embarrassing memory of the Strizzo Brothers? Oh. I'm thinking this it is, has to be something from high school. These are guys that have known of us since high school. Yeah. Um, I think we we knew them. We could, I could at least admit that. Well, I mean, they they constantly were harassing always us. Always trying to harass us. Try, yeah, trying to yeah, one-up Here, us on things. But here's, here's why they're always harassing. You always need to punch up. You don't punch down. Yeah. A guy scores 30 or 40 points on the against the Bulls and against Michael Jordan. And they say, Mike, do you have any opinion on this player? He says, no, I don't have an opinion on someone that wears sneakers with my name on them. <laughs> exactly. So That's they perfect. They kept trying to punch up on us. We didn't care because mm-hmm. even in high school we were legends. Oh, yeah. It's like it didn't, they didn't hit our radar too much. But they really just had it out for us. I remember that time. Speaking of embarrassing, you pantsed Aaron Strizzo. Mm-hmm. That was embarrassing for Aaron. Yeah. Because I didn't realize that his parents had decided to raise him as a boy mm-hmm. after the botched um, circumcision. Yeah, which was was a bold move by them. Hey, you know, you don't. They don't tell you when you become a parent, you have to make tough decisions. Yeah, you you don't expect something like that. And uh, what I didn't understand was they named 
They named him Aaron, but they spelled it E-R-I-N. That was different, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what? To each his own. I got four kids, you got three. Yeah. Can't judge a parent for their decisions. No. Because they made them. Yeah. Nothing worse than someone that doesn't make a decision. Uh, when was that? You know T- what? Times were different back then, you yeah, know? Yeah, that was... Uh, it was around the war in Vietnam <clears throat> or something in the 80s about the Cold War uh, Cuban Missile Crisis. I don't know. I Sometimes think was... high school was a hazy time for me. And I don't say hazy meaning I did marijuana. I've never done an illegal drug. It just kind of went by in a haze. Yeah. It was pretty dusty. You know, I remember what it was. He was he was trying to incite some violence or something at some protest. He was really trying to right. like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, protest for the war. One, right. What, whichever one it was. It was one of the ones... Something. That, yeah. Is it Korea? I don't... I don't remember. Neither do I. <sighs> that being said, the Shrizzle brothers have gone on to become... Uh, really mediocre consultants for uh, certain mining companies mm-hmm. in mineral rights. They think they're good at metal detecting. When They've even written some nasty things on our uh, iTunes reviews, which we've taken down. Oh, yeah. Last week we got a weird cryptic letter from them. I, forget. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. We only run into them at like, conventions. Whenever oh we're giving gosh. seminars and they have to, have to ask all the questions. Yeah. You can't avoid those guys. They're like magnets. You know what's, you know what's funny? No. They always ask for our autographs. Yeah. The next, the next day, it's on eBay. I think they're hurting for money. Hmm. Yeah. They always want selfies, too. Right. And not, yeah. like, ironically. Like, they gush. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> it's been a great second episode of season three. You know what? I wonder what the it season's really going to gonna um unfold i forgot what happened the last two seasons you know what? we live such exciting yeah vibrant lives sure robust lives that i mean gosh it's gonna it's gonna be good no matter what that's gonna be great yeah so so speaking from <clears throat> experience this is going to be a great season and uh stay tuned because some legendary epic Adventures are going to happen. What song should we end on? How about... I'm thinking like some type of Led Zeppelin or Beastie Boys or Nightwish. What are you thinking? Oh, I got the perfect one. Oh, what is it? Right here.